The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys. We have uh, an exciting show in store for you. We have uh, David Collado with us from one of our favorite dog treat companies. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. And that, my friends, is what is the best dog training treat on the market? And the answer to that is Happy Howie's. And that is the company that uh, David is here representing today. And it's a company that we uh, firmly believe in. We have bought more cases of Happy Howie's over the years than any of you guys could fathom. It is uh, the dog trainer's treat of choice by far. So welcome, David. Hi. Great to be here. Yeah. David is joining us uh, from Detroit right now, and um, we are still in the middle of COVID pandemic fun. So we are going to have some talks about what's going on with the business industry and about his products specifically. Uh, We really like Happy Howie's. We used to be natural balance um, meat roll people back in the day, and then they changed their product and their consistency, and everybody jumped ship and went to the Happy Howie's meat rolls. That's what we're most um, familiar with, with what they sell. I think you guys have beef, lamb, and turkey. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and we just love them. We uh, use them when we train dogs. We use them for our own dogs. We send our uh, boot camp dogs home with samples. Uh, We tell people where to buy them in the future, and they're great because they maintain their moisture and their flavor and everything else, and you cut the roll up and put it in the fridge, and it's just a really great product. So we're. I just want to interrupt and say we didn't just go right to Happy Howie's. Yeah, that's true. We were using (laughs) uh, natural balance rolls for years because of the um, consistency of the roll when you cut it up. And when they changed their formula, everything started turning to dust when we'd cut it up. And so we had to find a new roll. We and did about 10 different bought, companies. She bought so many friggin' rolls. <laughs> it, I mean, she came with uh, this, it looked like a roll, but it was actually raw dog food at one point. <laughs> oh you my know, gosh. It's like all slimy. Because we were stressed to make the transition. <clears throat> we use the product so often. So yeah, yeah that is true. A, we use a ton of it, you know, because yeah. we, we take dogs in for boarding and training. And we send every dog home with a roll of the treats that we were using. So when we found the Happy Howies, we said, okay, this is great. This is yeah. the same consistency. It's a good product. And so we just started buying cases of that. Yeah, it was and, not uh, as smooth as the transition, So don't as change I said. anything, Dave, okay? <laughs> Keep it the way it is. <laughs> no, it is funny because there were so many. We're like, oh, my God, this isn't good. This isn't good. And we found Happy Howies, and we're like, that's the one. So it worked out great. So um, what was the first product that you guys ever developed over there? Yeah, so actually, Happy Howie's has a really, really cool history, and, and our history in the pet industry actually goes back over 20 years, back into the mid-90s, uh, but back then, it was a company, it was a, called Oinkers, uh, the company was called Oinkers, oh, and its first product back then by the founders was dried pig ears. Oh, okay. So, the, the fa- yeah, the factory that we're in got started off drying pig ears for dogs back in the 90s, again, it was called Oinkers. And over time, uh, the company grew and evolved. And uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, it got into making sausages for, for dogs. And Happy Howie's actually came, came to life in late 2006, early 2007, when the, company's, uh, when the company changed management, changed ownership, 
And since then, you know, we, we fully embraced the idea of deli style meat treats for dogs, things that look and feel like something we would eat ourselves. Um, and I tasted them. You know, I, I eat them sometimes when I'm standing at a trade show. They taste really good. Yeah, if you, you put some crackers out, people will start eating that yeah. stuff. They will. If they don't see the label. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm a vegetarian, but they even smell good to me. Um, and no, it, it's true. And those pig ears, were, they're still a big treat. So were those U.S. produced also when you guys were oinkers? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everything, uh, everything since the company got started back in the back in the '90s um, has always been made out right here out of our facility in Detroit, Michigan, with our own employees and our own equipment. Yeah, that's great because I know specifically with that specific treat, dogs love them. But they were getting sourced from everywhere, and they were getting their product wasn't as uh, authentic well, them, when it got to the dog. Some of them had a lot of chemicals on. Yeah, them. exactly. That was a big issue. Yeah. Do you still sell any pig ears or not anymore? No, uh, we've been exclusively deli-style meat treats since 2011, yeah. and it, it's what we're it's what we're passionate about. It's what we've gotten really, really, really good at doing. Yeah, better than better than anyone else out there. Oh, we can attest to that. We know for sure. And how did you guys come up with the name Happy Howies when you changed ownership and names and everything else? Yeah, so when the company was going through this change in management back in 2006, they hired a, a freelance uh, a freelance marketing graphic designer, and she actually had a dog, a border collie by the name of Howie. So she proposed the idea of uh, the, the brand Happy Howie's because whenever she would give her dog uh, one of the treats that the company was making, um, the dog was just going crazy over it. He was always super happy. So she <laughs> suggested the name Happy Howie's, and it stuck. And yeah. um, now, you know, we, we can't think of, uh, of a better name for, for who we are. Yeah, that's, that's great. Nice. We're Border Collie people ourselves. And I actually uh, know somebody in New Hampshire that has a Border Collie named Howie. So I got to share the story with her and make sure that she's <laughs> buying for her students as well. Um, one thing we love about your products is the ingredients because uh, we feed raw to our dogs and we're really careful about the ingredient list and everything else. And a lot of these dog foods and dog treats are just stuffed with a lot of fillers. So your ingredients are just so pure. People can say what they are. They can recognize what they're called and everything else. So could you just touch on that a little bit about how you make your treats and the ingredients that you use? Yeah, absolutely. So we make our treats uh, with ingredients sourced here in the U.S. So the beef, we use, we get beef from the Midwest. Uh, we get our turkey also from the Midwest. And we get our lamb. Our lamb also comes from the Midwest. And it also comes, uh, some of the lamb also comes from New Zealand. And the rest of the ingredients, things like the rice flour to help bind it together, the salt to act as a natural preservative, um, those are all also U.S. sourced. We, we find that, uh, you know, one of the reasons that dogs really, really love our treats is because it's got so few ingredients to it. So when the dogs are actually tasting it, they're tasting that meaty flavor because it is mostly meat. Yeah, it's almost like a table scrap kind of, but healthy. <laughs> are you having any trouble with yeah. the... Um with sourcing. the int interruption with the meat uh, now, they're talking about sourcing issues for human grade anyway. Not at all. Uh, one of the things that has actually uh, flourished, um, if anything, during, uh, during this, this unfortunate crisis is the demand for food. Um, and people, um, you know, it, 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 people are buying food for themselves. They're buying more food for their dogs. And, uh, you know, our, our country has gone through, through uh, you know, through a lot of effort to ensure that uninterrupted supply of food, uh, even though demand has been, has been way up, you know, we still have been able to 
access the same uh, the same raw materials that we've always been able to access without compromising any of it. Um, and one of the things that also helps out is we we are very very good about planning. And even though you can't plan for something like this, um, at the begin at the end of each year, we always work with our suppliers to give them. Uh, to, to give them an idea of what our projected use is going to be. So they always work to make sure that, that we're, uh, that, that we're taken care of and that we have the supplies that we, that we need. That's great. Yeah, it's nice because the beef is becoming an issue, um, out here too. But as far as, you know, the dog food and everything else in the Midwest, you guys have good quality there and you have a lot to rely on. So that's nice. Um, where is the best place to buy your products? I know that you guys sell on Amazon sometimes. Is that true? Yeah, so you can find our treats uh, on Amazon at times, and uh, you can also find our treats on our website. But most importantly, you can find them in about 4,000 stores nationwide. They're the local uh, retailers that have really helped uh, grow and build our business. Um, so you can also you can go on our website, type in your zip code, and you can find uh, the list of stores in the area that carry our treats. Yeah, that's nice. Well, it, even if they're curbside right now, right? <laughs> So One. I was going to say, how have your sales been over, I mean, have you plateaued or you've been growing every year or how's that been going for you? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Oh, I just was wondering about your sales growth year to year over the past, uh, you know, 10 years or so. Are you continuing to grow or have you kind of plateaued or where are you guys at? What are your plans for the, you know, the next several years? Absolutely. So we've actually been uh, been really fortunate that our customers and more and more stores have really embraced Happy Howies and through really some uh, creative merchandising ideas that have brought our treats closer to the checkout counter where customers are making those impulse buying decisions and they see that our treats retail really, really well for 99 cents or two for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So what that has allowed us to do is to get into even more and more stores throughout the country. So for us, we've actually seen really, really good growth uh, for the last uh, for the last for the last seven years, really. Yeah, no, that's, that's nice. nice. And one thing I like is the retailers that are carrying your product. They're a little bit higher end. You know what I mean? They're going to have the higher end dog foods. They're a little more conscious about ingredients and stuff, also. So yeah, it, it, when we do have local places to direct clients, it's nice because they're going to get what they want for dog food and get a healthy treat at the same time. You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How has the pandemic um, been as far as with retailers and everything else? Have yeah, you... A lot of them are closing or they're not open, some of these places, a lot of them. Well, I guess the yeah, dog so food places, our... they do have to, they have to be Go open ahead. for people. I was taking that back. A lot of people, they still got to buy dog food. So these dog food stores are open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's been really interesting what, what's happened the last couple months. Um, so uh, it's, it's well known that in March, there was a lot of panic buying taking place. So a lot of grocery stores and even pet, uh, pet supply stores just saw a huge growth in sales that second and third week of March as people stocked up on food. Right. Um, and then the, that last week of March and through April, uh, traffic in stores was down quite a bit because people had to use the, all, that food, all the dog food and treats that they bought. Now we're starting to see uh, business pick back up. So uh, one of our customers, uh, a large uh, distributor uh, in, in, in the U.S., actually did a survey of 
their customers, the retailers. And what they found was that only about uh, 20% of them had closed. The vast majority of them expanded their services to do local delivery and curbside pickup um, to help make sure that their customers are getting what they need. That's nice. And I'm sure people were giving their dogs more treats than normal, being home more hours than normal. So it probably really helped yes, out. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know, we haven't purchased wholesale um, with Happy Howie's for a few months because our volume of the dogs we were doing is a little bit different than it used to be. We used to have a bigger commercial facility, but I saw a lot of people on Facebook with their boxes and boxes and boxes. I don't know what wholesaler might uh, um, run a discount for Happy Howie's, but a lot of people stocked up heavy during the pandemic too. So that was good to see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it, it's great to see uh, that even, uh, you know, that, that that business is finally coming back around and uh, we're seeing some optimism from, from dog trainers because we work very, very closely with dog trainers um, and supplying them with our meat rolls. So it's really exciting to see that they're optimistic about the future. They're, st- uh, they're still buying Happy Howie's, Happy Howie's meat rolls. A lot of dog trainers are doing virtual training just to help uh, help get through the next uh, the next few weeks. So it's all really exciting. Yeah, well, and when you're home with your dog for a month every day, the dogs start getting to be annoying enough that you need to call a dog trainer anyway. So it's helping us out in every way, I think, from every angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had a lot more uh, just in the past two weeks. We've had quite a bit of activity with the phone, whereas uh, the middle of April to the middle of March, or was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was just quiet. Everything the, stopped. Yeah, middle of March, middle of April. And now everybody's calling. Uh, so the dogs must be just getting under their skin after two months at home with these guys, you know? It's a little yeah. bit different. It's a little bit different process for everybody. But yeah, nation- nationwide, we've seen that the dog trainers are starting to pick up a little bit, which is nice. And it's nice to see that uh, your business hasn't been affected much because those dogs need their good treats no matter what's happening, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so are you using like human, like sausage making equipment to make these sausages? Because they look the same. Is it like? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they're uh, in food processing equipment. Um, all, all the food processing equipments are made uh, to, to really uh, human food uh, processing standards. And what that means is that there's really... Um, there, there are standards that dictate how uh, how equipment should be manufactured, from um, the type of parts that get used to how the welds are put together, how the welds come together. Um, so all the all our equipment that that we buy meets every single one of those standards because they're they're, they're we buy them from manufacturers that yeah. also supply um, you know, regular human food processing plants. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because they look the same. It's probably the same equipment, pretty close. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know that you said that you're specializing um, in the deli meat rolls uh, right now, but I saw a few other products on your website too. So do you guys have some other treats or other things that you offer as well or no? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we offer a full line of treats like our deli style, like our deli style sausages. We also offer um, our wolf sticks, our beef jerky, and also, we also are uh, durable burger chew treats as well for dogs. Oh, nice. Good. But basically, far and wide, your most popular would be the meat rolls that you are most uh, known for selling, correct? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the meat rolls are by far our, our most popular treats, and it's growing. It's growing even more, even not just by dog trainers, but also by pet parents as well, as they're uh, as they're looking for something that's a little bit more uh, that's a little bit more cost effective, that they get a, a more value for more value for the treat that they're buying. And that's one of the things that we're really excited about as well with the meat rolls is that we in, last year we introduced two new sizes. We introduced a seven ounce roll, and we introduced a twelve ounce roll. So what that means is that with the 12 ounce rolls, by cutting it into small quarter inch cubes, you can get more, over 200 treats from that one 12 ounce roll, um, and that that's a great great value for for the 6.99 suggested retail price of the treats. So with that sample size, the seven ounce size and the 12 ounce size. Um, our customers are really, really embracing it. Um, they're using it just, they're using it for food training. They're also using it as a food topper, uh, for, for dogs to get dogs excited about eating their food, particularly if they might be changing diets from one food to another. Yeah. So because these, because our meat rolls just are, are such a, a flexible treat, um, and the different sizes, uh, we're really seeing a lot of growth in that, in that, uh, in that category of our treats. Yeah, yeah. We, we got a couple of those seven ounce rolls on accident. We ordered them on Amazon. We didn't know that they were seven ounce rolls. We were just expecting to get the regular size we always get. And then those things came. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's like one training session for Scott. Yeah. He's so funny with his happy howies. He's so specific with how he needs it cut up that I can't even cut it up for him. I'm a girl that I can just take a chunk and I'll peel some off here and there and just feed the dog while I'm training. But Scott has his strong method of how he cuts it and how he likes the treat for the delivery oh, and everything to else. To be the most effective. I want to get, it, like you said, as many treats as possible out of a roll, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That One of the things that I found really, really cool is that a few trainers actually have videos on YouTube of how they cut their happy howies. <laughs> I know. I have a friend that did that. It's kind of comical. <laughs> Spent 20 minutes showing you how to cut up a roll. Scott likes it because uh, if you have the big roll, if you have a big dog, he can hold it in his fingers. And then, you know, if the dog's mouthy or whatever, he likes that flexibility of it. It's not just a small piece of kibble that you have to hold between two fingers. But no, we've used it as a food exactly. topper over the years as well. Because when we had the board and trade program, if we had a dog that wasn't really into eating or anything else, we'd either sprinkle it on top or mix it all in even with a little bit of water and then they always ate it was like gravy it was perfect so no we really believe in the product and uh we're really glad to have you on here and then um as far as everything else uh we talked about how your ingredients are so pure and everything else but what else would separate you in the market do you think that makes happy howie's the definite go-to yeah, there. Are, so there are definitely a lot of treats out there that are all natural and, and made in the USA. But what I think really, really sets us apart is how few ingredients we use and how we go about cooking it too and making it. Because that's another thing that makes our treats stand out is that we slow cook it at low temperatures, slowly drawing out that moisture. Our cook process can literally take two to three days for, for some of our treats as we slowly draw out that moisture to help lock in the flavor. So what those two things do, the, the few ingredients and also the slow cook process, is that it really just retains a lot of that flavor that dogs just absolutely go crazy for. Yeah. We oftentimes find that uh, once dogs try our treats, they don't want to try <laughs> anything else. They don't want to yeah. eat any, any other treats. And we even see it at trade shows where, where dogs, uh, pet parents will bring, a, will bring a dog by our booth and we go to give them a treat, the pet parent will say something like, oh, he's too excited. He's not yeah. going to eat it. 
or, oh, she's already been, she's already ate, ate way too many treats. She's not hungry anymore. And sure enough, you know, the, the dog just uh, goes crazy for Happy Howie's as soon as we, as soon as we give the, the dog a treat. Yeah, the smell of it is really good, too. That happened with us, too, when we'd have our commercial facility. People would come with, you know, their little Charlie Bears or something dry in their pocket and try to offer the dog a treat, and they wouldn't eat. And then Scott was a stranger to the dog at the time, and he'd pull one out, and the dog would wolf him down. So then he would end up giving some happy howies to the owner just so they could show Scott what the dog actually did because they liked him so much, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's so it's really exciting to see uh, how dogs respond to our treats. So it, you know, and that's what I really think sets us apart. And it's so hard to sometimes describe it, but dogs respond to our treats in ways that they don't the ways that they don't do with other treats. Yeah, they, they just they really really love them. Well, and at the end of the day. I mean, Happy Howie's is healthier than hot dogs, you know, so it's, it's actually, yes, it is. as far as the ingredient list and the product and everything, it's a little bit healthier. So what would you say as far as the meat roll from when you cut it up and then you refrigerate it and everything else, what do you say is a protocol for people, how long it should be in the fridge, if you should refrigerate it as a big hunk? What do you tell people? My recommendation is as soon as you buy the meat roll, cut it, cube it, put it into Ziploc bags, and then put it in the freezer. Okay. From there, it's it's good for it's good for over a year. Okay. Um, and a lot of times, customers will use it long before then. And we also find that um, the the meat rolls kind of uh, they thaw because you cut them up and because you can cut them up into small cubes, they thaw fairly quickly. So as soon as you take it out of that, as soon as you take it out of the freezer. Um, within, you know, within 15 minutes, the meat roll is, is ready to start serving. Yeah. And even in the packaging, I think they last quite a few months, right? I mean, I remember when I was given the samples, expiration dates were far into the future. Yeah. Um, so all our, all our meat rolls have a, uh, now have a 14 month shelf life. Yeah. That's awesome. So, all right. So you get it, cut it up, cube it, freeze it, and then take it out as you need it. Because yeah, what the problem is if you give somebody like we had the bigger rolls for ourselves because we were training so many dogs, but if you have one little Maltese, you're not going to go through one of those Mm -hmm. big rolls. And if it's sitting in the fridge, you don't want it to get bad. So cube it originally and uh, Ziploc it. I like that. I I wanted to ask you, have you thought about getting into venison or anything like that? Any other kind of uh, meats? Or are you going to stick with the three that you have? So we would love to to do more flavors in the future, uh, flavors like uh, venison, chicken, and maybe even maybe even pork. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely that's definitely in the horizon. Well, what's great, and we always went with the beef because um, of allergies with dogs. But so many dogs have a chicken allergy, and so many traits are chicken based. So it's nice that you have the alternatives too. Not that it's not good to, you know, expand into the chicken. But that is one thing that was a standout also is that, you know, you say, does your dog have a food allergy? Yeah, it has a poultry allergy. Yeah, it has a chicken allergy. We could always just pull out the beef and it worked out well. So it's nice that the ones that you have seem to be less prone to dog allergies already as they stand, you know? Yep, absolutely. Do you have anything else that no, you want to ask good. or share? No, it was good uh, talking with you, Dave. It's nice to meet you finally. Yeah, we appreciate having you on. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, well, if you guys need anything, um, happy to happy to chat with you guys again. Yeah, great. And then um, for people to find you, it's happyhowies.com, correct? Yes, it Okay, is. we will include uh, the link in the podcast uh, notes for we're going to be on Facebook and YouTube and Spotify and Apple and all this stuff. So we'll include that link so uh, listeners and viewers can find you easily. Because literally, I mean, it's the only treat that we use. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just consistent. So 
it's it just sucks when you get something that you can't work with or the dogs don't like it. it from a training perspective, you know, it's not, or that's crumbly and now it's all over the floor. It's yeah. just not it's not productive. You know what I mean? So happy Howie's far and wide is the best training treat out there, and you guys uh, should definitely look them up. Most of our clients are familiar because uh, we've given you samples and gotten you hooked. But if you're not familiar with the company, um, happyhowies.com and check them out today. Yeah, if, if things get really tough, you can always eat the happy Howie's. Exactly. Yourself, right? Who knows what things are going to look like in a few months here? If you guys uh, need anything from us. Uh, you can find us at studio at the corkydog.com. And in the meantime, uh, thank you again. Happy Howies and Dave for coming on and uh, keep it quirky guys. Thanks guys. Thanks Dave. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.